0: Welcome in on a Thursday opening day at the Masters. And Tiger is one back, and he should be tied for the lead. He should be tied for the lead. That lip out on number five, man. The golf god's not smiling upon Tiger on that hole,
1: but he's playing really well. You'd you'd rather have them smiling upon him on Sunday than Thursday, though,
0: to be fair. Uh, I'll take all four rounds, though. I'll take all four rounds. So it's opening day at Augusta. It's opening day in Major League Baseball. We have Sooner Spring Football to talk about. We've got OU Softball to talk about. You have Bedlam Baseball coming up this weekend. So we've got a lot of stuff to get to. Jesse Crittenden will join us coming up at 135, and we'll talk OU Spring Football. But what's going on at Augusta right now? Actually, you have a Oklahoma-based player in sole possession of the lead right now. Taylor Gooch, Midwest City, Oklahoma State. Sole possession of the lead, he is through nine holes, starting the back nine at 200 par and a tie for second with Tiger Woods' Charles Schwartzel, Danny Willett, Harry Higgs, and Daniel Berger. You've got three. Danny Willett. Danny Willett. 2016, uh, right? Yes, probably the most unheralded uh, Masters Green Jacket winner of all time. So you have three former Masters champions tied for second with Tiger Schwartzel. And uh, Danny Willett. So, but Tiger has uh, has his ball in the middle of the fairway. Hit it down there, quite away on number eight, which is a par five. So, uh, you want a birdie number eight. So you feel like you're you're losing ground on the field if you don't. So Tiger could very well be tied for the lead. Uh, here within the next five or ten minutes. So, so far, so good. Our Masters Leaderboard updates brought to you by Blue Collar Drainage Solutions. Do you notice standing water in your yard after storms have come through? Well, Blue Collar Drainage Solutions are the experts on French drains right here in the state of Oklahoma because when it rains, it drains. Call 405 430-6828, Four three zero sixty eight twenty eight. That's four zero five four three zero sixty eight twenty eight. To learn more about blue collar drainage solutions, I got to tell you, you might be in a little bit of trouble today, Parker, because one of my old radio teammates, uh, Jesse Stone, said uh, Steely shows are pretty relaxed, usually very easy, but uh, it's very difficult when Tiger is playing; he loses
1: focus. Do you have? Are you watching Tiger on your side of the studio? Oh yeah, the it's right,
0: yeah, it's right here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I already got a couple. I tweeted out that uh, Tiger had missed that putt on number five. I got a couple of people that texted me, too soon, you know. I am not responsible for your internet, all right? You've got to get the best internet for the Masters, okay? I am not responsible for your internet. Uh,
1: see, yesterday we were, we were talking about Jimbo Fisher getting on the mic and saying, be less poor, and now it's Steely getting on the mic and saying, <laughs> be less poor. <laughs> I just, uh, you know,
0: uh, I guess I was a little—I'm I, I, just watching on Masters.com. That's all I'm doing. So, anyway, it, there in the production room, I got everything done, so I was able to kick back, and uh, I was watching throughout the morning. I got here, I guess it was about 9, 9.15, and uh, fired up on the range, waited for Tigers around to get underway. He finally got out at 10.04, and uh, it was— Very interesting uh, to see, you know, right off the bat, he didn't hit a great drive. Tiger didn't on number one, but uh, was able to make par there. Again, when he's been in any kind of trouble, I wouldn't say he's hit it, you know, with his A game, but his par save game has been great. Overall, I would say solid, not spectacular, but a very solid round for Tiger Woods so far, obviously, when you're – Tied for second in the opening round of Augusta. You know, I'm just marveling at this that we even have him out here again. Like, we talk about this, you know, when we first saw that video come out on Instagram where he was practicing with Joe Joey LaCava, his caddy, and everybody thought, uh, uh, something's happening here. There's something happening here. It wasn't exactly clear, but it was pretty clear that Tiger was trying to get ready to go play Augusta. And then we saw that his flight went to Augusta. Everybody got excited about that. Then we were playing the waiting game as to, you know, what uh, what's going to happen. He said, game time decision. And, uh, you know, we got the press conference again on Tuesday where he was asked, you know, uh, what what's the word? Are you going to play? And he said, as of now, I'm playing. And then they asked him, do you think you can win this week? He said, I do. And uh, so far, he's played really well, awaiting his second shot on number 5, the uh, the par 5. And you could or tell number 8, the par you 5. You could
1: tell when Tiger was asked if he thinks he can win this week, and he said, I do, he meant it. Like, it wasn't like a half heart. yeah, hard, yeah right. you know, you all get, I'll go out there and compete, and of course, you know, I, I go out with the expectation. No, he was just, he did not stutter. He was like, yep, yep, I think I can win this thing.
0: All he said was two words, I do. It was like he was the groom in the wedding, right? I mean, basically, that was it. And there was no hesitation whatsoever. So, uh... If you've ever been to Augusta, or if you watch watched the telecast over the years, you know that four through seven, holes four through seven, those are not birdie holes. None of those no, are birdie not. holes at all. And Tiger should have had two. He should have had the, the the birdie putt on number five that just slipped out. He was walking it in, and it just slipped out. And then he hit it within two and a half feet on number six, again, which is not an easy part three, and made birdie there. Uh, Great save, great chip on number seven to make a par putt, and now he'll be going for the green again here on number eight, uh, the par five. How was Steely's drive in watching Tiger? Well, I'm not very smart, but I'm smart enough to know that, uh, Steely at the Masters is Jimmy Fallon and Fever Pitch. <laughs> that's not bad. <laughs> not bad. But no, I wouldn't drive and watch. So that's why I usually get here between nine thirty and 10. So I knew that Tiger's round had been pushed back 30 minutes because of the overnight rain at Augusta. So I thought I just got my iPad with me and I thought I'll fire it up. And, uh, so I was able to do my editing I needed to do this morning, got all that out of the way while I was watching Tiger play, and it's been a very relaxing day. So anyway, but Taylor Gooch, that's a nice story right there. Taylor Gooch, again, local product, Oklahoma State, Midwest City, Carl Albert, and uh, through nine holes. He had, uh, you know, a, a great front nine. And again, on the back nine, it's going to be easy. You know, uh, you've got those holes at Amen corner. Uh, particularly 13 and 15, no, 13 part of Amen Corner, but 13 and 15. uh, You uh, figure you need to make a couple birdies there, and we might look at Taylor Gooch shooting 68, 67, something like that. So good round so far. Maiden voyage for Taylor Gooch, and think about his week did not get off to a good start. Now, Augusta has a lot of rules, and you must follow those rules. And Taylor Gooch was out there on the putting green, on Monday, wearing shorts. Now, patrons can wear shorts at Augusta, but the players cannot. So oh, they had to go out to the I putting see. green and say, uh, Taylor, sorry, uh, you've got to go put some pants on. You can't wear shorts. So it's like uh, the one year, I don't know what it is about the uh, the Oklahoma State golfers at Augusta. One year, Ricky Fowler was wearing his hat backwards, and they they walked over to him and said, no, no you, you can't do that. And that was during a practice round, too. So uh, there are specific rules one must Decorum, follow at Augusta. as it were. Yes. Um, I've talked about, people ask me, you know, what what is it like going there? And, of course, it's spectacular. It's unbelievable. But the really cool thing about it, it's how many gigawatts did it take for Doc to get them back to the future?
1: I don't know. Somebody I not... will let
0: us know on the text line. I know that because somebody has that answer. But you feel like you're in the DeLorean going back in time. No electronic scoreboards. The concession prices are like from 1970. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's like going back in time. There's very little technology there on the course or around the course. Now, in the media center and, you know, where you need to do your work, if you're a media member, all of that stuff is top-notch, no doubt about it. But around the course, it feels like, again, you're going back in time. Tiger lays it up with his second shot to within about, it looks like about a 100-yard wedge shot. Um, he's not swinging super hard. He's getting it out there, you know, far enough on most of these holes, but uh, I don't think you're going to uh, you're, you're see him take a really hard, aggressive swing on a ton of holes out here. He, I just don't think he can do that. Now, the interesting thing about the weather this week is that Tiger will be playing in the afternoon group tomorrow, in the afternoon session. And the winds, at least as of now, it was 1.21 gigawatts. I knew we we got a bunch of answers immediately on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Thank you. 1.21 gigawatts. So uh, in the afternoon tomorrow, we are looking at right now, unless the weather changes, winds between like 18 and 25 miles an hour. So the afternoon group could have the bad end of the draw tomorrow. We'll see. Maybe it'll change. I mean... Uh, That's why if you're out there and uh, the conditions are pretty favorable right now, uh, it would be nice to see Tiger, you know, get in at like 69 or something like that, or lower, of course, would be great, because it might be a lot more difficult in the afternoon tomorrow. Anyway, good to have you with us here on a Thursday edition. I want to thank our first-hour sponsor, Tim Lasher's great company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. They're family-owned and operated, servicing the greater Oklahoma City area since 2007. You have heat and air issues. Well, they will solve them for you at a very Reasonable price. They've worked with us over at Chase Stadium, done a great job. We've been very happy with the work they've done for us in the past. Give them a call again at 405-579-3113. Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Yes. Getting me pumped up. Let's go birdie, number eight. You got a wedge, about 110 yards maybe. And we could be tied for the lead. Just what we were all expecting a couple months ago. The early lead at the Masters would be Taylor Gooch and Tiger Woods. I'm liking this Thursday. Keep it here. We'll go to the text line. We're going to talk spring football and more when we get back. Right here in the home of Sooner fans. The one, the only, Ref Radio Network. All right. We are back on this Thursday. Opening day at Augusta, opening day in Major League Baseball as well. It's a great day. It is a day to celebrate. And now we have Tiger Woods within one shot of the lead again because uh, Takumi Kanaya has just birdied uh, the second hole, the par five second hole at Augusta to take the lead at a two under. Uh, again, Tiger. In a group that is at one under par. So that's what's going on right now at the Augusta National Golf Club. Taylor Gooch, by the way, made a double on uh, number 10, so he is back to even par. Taylor! Yes, Taylor Gooch was tied for the lead and just made a double bogey on number 10, so he is at even par again. All right, let's talk a little Sooner Spring football. We are, uh, what are we looking at? We will be, as of Saturday, two weeks away from the spring game. Remember, Brent Venables has been urging everybody to get out there and pack the Palace on the Prairie on that Saturday. You'll have the Baker Mayfield statue dedication on uh, that Saturday at halftime. So, that'll be uh, really cool to see. Baker may be without a team still at that time, although a lot of people still think it'll be Seattle, and it's only a matter of time, but we'll see.
1: Hey, hey, don't shortchange him. He's still technically on the Cleveland Browns he roster. He is.
0: He is on a Browns roster, but I, what is there? Maybe a 40% chance? Maybe he'll be with the Seahawks by then, perhaps? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see.
1: I I, I don't know if this gets done for another few months. It may be rate.
0: maybe around the draft, so... All right, uh, Tiger's approach into uh, the eighth hole was not, not, not great. And uh, here's his fourth shot, which is not a great chip either. And now, wow, he is going to have about a – looks like about a 12-footer for par. Wow. Wedge game failed him there. So first uh, mess that Tiger's created, well – Actually, he had a couple good par saves, but this I would describe as a mess because when you have a wedge in your hand from just around 100 yards and you leave it a little bit short and then your chip goes by 12 feet, we'll see if he can make this uh, par putt coming up. But it's looking as if if Tiger doesn't make this putt, he would be back to even par. So, that's uh, what's going on again at Augusta right now. And again, all of our uh, masters updates brought to you by Blue Collar Drainage. Give them a call, 405-430-6828. But again, as of Saturday, 2 weeks away from the sooner spring game, and I think the intensity, the physicality, the uh, you know, they've just dialed it up practices, We're seeing more hitting. We're seeing more aggression. We're seeing coaches flying around. We didn't get to see hardly anything from the Shoe administration, but I think most people would tell you again that it's been more physical out there uh, for the Sooners this spring. Let's hear from Ethan Downs. I love what he had to say yesterday, talking about what it's been like playing for and being coached by Miguel Chavis.
2: We were, we were in a, to an inside run, one of our first spring practices, I finally got pads on. We were really hitting each other, you know. And uh, an inside run, I remember, I made, uh, I was ripping to a B gap, and I made this play on the running back. And I saw him sprinting across the field, you know, high knee and just throwing his body. And he uh, jumped up in the air, gave me shoulders. That's what I'm freaking talking about. That's what I'm talking about, because he, he's honest about the details, just like I mentioned. Coach Venables, just the character, the everything. It's the details, 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 and. Uh, Coach Shavis is all about the details, you know, what you do defines who you are, and on and off the field. You know, something he says, when you get tired, um, your intensity goes up. Your focus goes up, and that's what's going to separate you. So that's all what we've been working on. There you
0: go. Energy. Lots of it, man. It is all around uh, those spring practices. You can just feel it if you're out there, and uh, everybody, you know, that – wants to be out there, that's covering the team, has had that chance because Brent has made uh, a lot more of the uh, sessions, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not totally open, but it's more open than it has been in a long time. And I know the, the media appreciates that a bunch. Oh, you have that, more, we, that we do. More access to the players. Not that they were denied total access during the spring. The players, but in terms of video practice and everything, it was so limited, if, if not even uh, just totally inaccessible uh but that's been appreciated and uh, i think sooner fans you know the fans like to see that i mean they eat it up the media likes it you get uh you know you get more stories and you get the b-roll if you're in the uh, video business you know to go over your stories tiger missed the par put on uh, number eight by the way so that, oh, is, no. a, uh, that is a mess right so there. so he's dropping a shot he is dropping a shot back to even par and uh so he can't be happy about that making a six on number eight. That's where you want to make a four and one of your uh, rare opportunities. Really, obviously, two and eight, the two par fives. Uh, he parred the uh, the second hole. So he, you know, you look at the two par fives. He plays them in one over. So that's that's a failure for Tiger today. There have been many successes, but that's a failure for Tiger right there. So back to even par on the day. But overall, looking pretty solid. Uh, obviously, the wedge game let him down there, but. Again, I, I just think there's so many positives to look at uh, at the spring practice. And I, look, I know fans, you got to understand the media access. And I know all oh, you guys in the media complain or whatever. You got it so easy. You get a free meal in the press box and you, you know, all of that. Maybe there aren't a lot of people saying that, but the media access is your access. That is the coaching staff opening the door to you as well. We're the go-between, right? We're the liaison between the uh, the coaches and the players and the fans. So the more access we get, the more access you get. So, and uh, Sooner fans, they are more fired up about this spring than they have been in a long time. They were stunned for a while with what happened, and then they started getting excited and they started thinking about the future next fall, and then to the SEC. And they're fired up about that. They they love. They're craving these tidbits of information, a little bit of video. Well. Actually, more than a little bit of video that they're getting. They're getting a bunch of it, so I think that's really good. Does it feel different out there uh, among the media at all? Among the media? No. Just in I mean, terms of you guys, uh, your job's getting a lot easier.
1: Well, know? yeah, it is It is significantly easier. I'll say that much. Um, I, I don't know that it feels different. It's just, you know, as opposed to getting to go to practice – what, I think we got to go twice at the beginning of the fall last year. We've already been to four spring practices and had extended availability sessions at all those practices. So, no, it's it's outstanding for us, but it, more than anything else, like you said, Mike, it's outstanding for the fans. Because they are going to have a more reliable glimpse of what their team is going to look like in 2022 than they did in any of the years that Muleshoe was head coach. There will be much more that they know with certainty as opposed to things that they're having to speculate on simply because we're going to have a more reliable understanding of what's actually going on, and we're going to be able to relay that to such a degree that uh, you aren't going to—and not that anyone believed this was ever the case, at least not anyone that was a serious fan, but— you're not going to be you're not going to be fed lies about there being a quarterback battle between Kyler Murray and Austin Kendall.
0: Right? I always thought that was so weak. And I understand any coach in that situation, particularly in the uh, the day and age of the transfer portal that you're trying to keep that guy feeling like he has a shot. Um I would think even Austin Kendall probably thought seriously, you're saying this is a competition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you seen the guy, Kyler Murray? Have you seen him? So yeah, and, uh, you know, a lot of that is just coach speak, and they're trying to keep their players engaged and happy. So it doesn't totally shock me, but that one was pretty ridiculous. There is no doubt. All right, so we heard from Ethan Downs. Do you think that this is the year? Because Ethan Downs and Danny Stutzman, we saw them when they were playing last year. On a defense that had a lot of guys coming back, make a lot of plays, and you could see, man, these are the next guys in line to be star defensive players at Oklahoma. Are they ready to make that leap this year to become absolute stars? Is it too early? No, Will I don't they think just it's be too early at all. You think both of them?
1: Right. Up? I think both those guys are going to have big-time breakout years in 2022. I think they're both full-time starters come the fall, and I think they're contributing in a big way. For this p- football program, a lot of people have come to love Danny Stutzman because, you know, he's he's kind of a clown off the field. He's got a very likable personality, and he's just made himself lovable on Twitter to a vast majority of the fan base. You know, if, you, if you're a Sooner fan and you don't follow Danny Stutzman on Twitter, you're doing it wrong. Now, Ethan Downs, in stark contrast to Danny Stutzman, stays out of the public eye for the most part. Doesn't say anything on social media very often. As you heard in the tidbit from his presser that we played just a little bit earlier, he's very soft-spoken, very docile. But, man, you put him out on the football field between the hashes and the trenches, and that is a different animal, man. And you saw it, right? You saw flashes of it when Ethan Downs was a true freshman. There were certain plays he would make where – you'd watch it back and you say there's no way a true freshman just did that. And if that's what he's doing as a true freshman, how good is he going to be in a year or two? And I I really do believe that Ethan Downs is going to have close to double digit sacks for this team in 2022. Because it just he just understands, man, he gets it. There's there's no one thing about Ethan Downs' game that really really stands out, but he just has a way of getting past his man. He just has a way of going to beat somebody, whether it's with strength or whether it's with dexterity or whether it's just with outright speed. He understands how to play the defensive end position.
0: Yeah, and and I'm trying to think uh, of somebody to compare him to from, uh, from the past. Maybe uh, Dan Cody, Austin English, somebody like that. Uh, you know, but he... He looks like maybe he has uh, as much or more potential than, than both of those guys who were really good players, no doubt. But uh, you could see, again, with both of those players last year, Ethan Downs and Danny Stutzman. And man, these guys are going to be making a lot of plays, and they were making plays last year as freshmen. So uh, something to be excited about for sure. All right, thank you again to Tim Lasher and Lasher Home Comfort Systems. We appreciate their sponsorship of the first hour. Right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network, we have a three-way tie atop the leaderboard at Augusta now. Cameron Smith, who's been playing great, one of the top players in the world. Charles Swartzel, former champion, and Takumi Kanaya of Japan, all tied for the lead. Tiger one back, but an errant drive on nine causing some problems. Masters leaderboard updates brought to you by Blue Collar Drainage Solutions. If you notice standing water in your yard after storms have passed, don't worry. Call Blue Collar Drainage Solutions. They're the experts in French drains in Oklahoma. When it rains, it drains. Call 405-430-6828 to learn more about Blue Collar Drainage Solutions. All right. Take a time out. Come back. Talk about uh, Baker's situation. Is that going to change anytime soon? We'll get into that next. All right. Welcome back. Watching this uh, live Masters coverage and uh, Joaquin Neiman just hold out his second shot on the ninth hole. Shot of the day so far right there. Very nice for Joaquin and Neiman, who got it done right there. He's in the same group with Tiger.
1: So does that mean Eagle? Is that what that was? Yeah. Yeah. So he's got to be the leader
0: now, right? Neiman was – let me see where he is now. Yes, three under. Three under. Drew it back. That green slopes from the top of the green down to the bottom of the green. Got a big slope, and he dropped it right in. Hit it up about uh, 15 feet past the hole, rolled right back in. So, yes, Joaquin Neiman is the leader now at three under par, playing in that group with Tiger. Tied for second, Cameron Smith, Charles Schwartzel, Takumi Kanaya. Lee Westwood has played three holes. He's two under par. Lee Westwood, who has never won a major championship, But has been one of the best players in the world for a long time, and has led at Augusta. In fact, on the final day, Uh, so he's had chances at Augusta. But Lee Westwood again, also in that group. Can you can you be considered
1: in the sport of golf? Can you be considered one of the best in the world if you've never won a major championship? Um, yeah, I think that's one of those things where. You know, like everybody's going to compare it to, well, you know, Dan Marino was great and he yeah. never won a Super Bowl. I mean, football's a team sport. Golf is. Is <laughs> I he mean, a Hall of Famer? As much so as any sport, I, it's just you. Yeah.
0: No, it is. And it's crazy because he's been consistently really good for a long time and he's contested uh, and been right there for several majors, just hasn't won one. So. Uh, Lee Westwood, again, at 200 par. All of our uh, Masters leaderboard updates brought to you by, again, Blue Collar Drainage Solutions. Give them a call at 405-430-6828. Tiger uh, on nines, got about a 7-foot putt, it looks like, for par, and it's it's a breaker, too. So we may be looking at Tiger going to one over on his front nine. Somebody asked me what I thought Tiger would shoot today, and I said 73. I'm looking at 73, so we'll see. Uh, Should have been two under at one point, but again, uh, uh, didn't play the eighth hole very well. Obviously, bogeyed that and uh, errant driver on number 9. You just wonder, again, physically how much gas is in the tank for him. Since this is his first uh, real competitive round of golf, I mean, the PNC with Charlie, that's, you know, it's a great TV event. It's fun. I love watching that, particularly because watching, you know, Tiger play with his son. Charlie's so good. It's a lot of fun. I love their interactions. They've got so many similarities, you know, with their uh, body language and their swing and all of that. But that's not competitive. So Tiger hadn't played a competitive round of golf in 509 days. 509 days. That's a long time. So... Anyway, all right, Baker Mayfield, the statue dedication will be happening at halftime of the Sooner Spring game, which will be two weeks from Saturday. And, man, how life has changed for Baker Mayfield, right? Uh, at this time a year ago, we were thinking, man, he just led them to the playoffs. It looked like he'd turned the corner. Uh, the Browns fans were back in his corner, you know, I'm riding with six, all of that stuff, and then he has really – a, a horrific year by Baker Mayfield standards. Just did not play well. You had the whole thing again with OBJ's dad, and you know they don't make the postseason. The Browns feel like they have a Super Bowl roster, and uh, just didn't didn't work out for Cleveland or for Baker this year. Baker just didn't play well. Period. You can talk about injuries or whatever, and the injuries certainly, I think, altered. Uh, his performance. There's no doubt about that. But he also made bad decisions and just did not play good football. The question is, right now, since he's still in the Browns roster, is what is going on with Baker Mayfield? Here's ESPN's Jeremy Fowler talking about the current situation.
3: I'm hearing that Baker Mayfield's agent and the Browns have been in constant communication. They both want to work this out and get a deal done problem is I'm hearing from teams that this is being slow played around the league that teams are sort of waiting for the Browns to either cover a lot of the money the 18.8 million dollars in salary that's guaranteed or have to release them outright and I've even heard to some extent like it's so slow that one exec asked me hey is it because of like the Deshaun Watson deal that other owners and teams are upset that they did that deal gave him 230 million (laughs) dollars guaranteed despite all those issues that maybe they're icing him out there now there's no proof of that but it has been slower than expected I know some league execs are shocked they said look this guy can play. He's shown it. He's had two good years. And I talked to one GM who said, hey, just hold on to him. Wait till somebody gets hurt or there's an injury or something after the draft and a team's more desperate.
0: There you go. By the way, I'm smiling right now because Tiger made the putt. That was a tough par putt on nine. All so, right, so we're still we're even. Still even. Yes. still even. Tough par putt on nine. Hopefully there won't be a, the guy on the text line. Don't spoil it. I, all I'm doing is watching Masters.com, the featured group. That's it. It's it. It's not like I'm giving you the plot of a movie or anything. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So, that's a solid round right there. I would have taken even par through uh, through the front nine. We'll see if we can make some birdies on those par fives. Yeah, come on. Back nine is where it happens. That's right. That's right. And uh, that, was a, that was a huge – that was a tough putt, man. That was a very tough putt, and he put it dead center. So, there you go. All right. So, Are we thinking Seattle? Chris Collinsworth has been saying Seattle. Everybody assumes it's going to be Seattle. What are we thinking?
1: What is the alternative for Seattle? It's Drew Locke. That is not what you would consider a viable alternative. If you want a guy that's going to be able to help you win some football games in 2022, I'm not necessarily saying the Seahawks are going to contend for a playoff spot or any of that. But if you want a guy that's going to contribute to a non-sucky football team in 2022. (laughs) Baker Mayfield is that guy. Go get him. You can get him on the cheap. And again, like I mentioned, I do think this gets dragged out, and I don't think this happens for a while. I would say probably Oh, gosh, they they might be into fall camp by the time Baker Mayfield has a new destination. But it,
0: it might he, it might it work does, out
1: that way. If it doesn't happen on draft day, I think it's going to be a while.
0: Well, uh, maybe. It would be, again, if the Browns, you know, end up releasing the guy, you know, or they can work a deal. I think some of these teams are waiting to see, you know, Baker's like a used car. They don't want to pay, you know, a premium price for him. And that's a lot of money on that contract. And uh, so I think a lot of the organizations that may have interest in Baker Mayfield are playing the waiting game. Playing a waiting game right now. The question is, how long will the waiting game take? You be- know? Because
1: why would you give up more than you have to Yeah, when you know he's going to be on the open market at a certain point in time because he's not going to suit up for the Browns.
0: And they're going to wait for the Browns to get more desperate, right? They've already lowered their asking price, uh, what they're looking for in a deal for Baker Mayfield. And the longer that clock keeps ticking, guess what? That price is going to get cheaper. So, I don't know, maybe Se- Seattle would be, I think, the favorite. Uh, That would be my pick right now if you asked me to say, where's Baker playing next fall? Seattle. Pittsburgh, though, maybe. There have been some rumblings about that. Maybe he goes there and competes with uh, Mitchell Trubisky.
1: Pittsburgh intrigues me because I've said it before. I do think he could beat out Trubisky. I do think if that were the competition, that's one that Baker Mayfield would prevail in. I think he's a better quarterback than Mitchell Trubisky. The question is, at this point in time, are you going to spend $18 million to bring in a guy that, sure, he may compete against the guy you have slated to be your starter right now, but is he that much of an upgrade in theory over somebody like Mitchell Trubisky? Is it worth that $18 million investment?
0: The uh, Steelers, can you imagine Baker going back to Cleveland playing for the Steelers? Oh, man, sign me up. That would be unbelievable. There would be some vitriol. Oh, a ton. No doubt. And the Steeler fans, look, if you're playing against Baker Mayfield, you do not like Baker Mayfield. We saw that when he was at Oklahoma. He's just too wound up. He's just too, well, you know, grabbing his crotch at KU and all of the stuff. Baker's got an edge. He's always played with that chip on his shoulder. You don't like Baker Mayfield. Steeler fans, you don't like Baker Mayfield. But they might change their tune if he goes to Pittsburgh and has a good season for them. But I I would still say it would be Seattle right now that would be the ultimate destination for him. So, But, yeah, things can change, man, in a year. Baker is sitting on top of the world thinking about, man, I've finally uh, kind of arrived as the franchise guy. I'm certainly traveling that road in Cleveland after taking the end of the playoffs. Uh, You know, it seemed like, all of Brown's nation was back behind him again after he struggled a little bit in his second year. And now you've got Deshaun Watson coming in as the future there in Cleveland. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Tim Lasher, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Great Sooner, great company. If you have heating and air needs, you need to give them a call at 405-405. 579 3113. Riverwind Casino. Great place. You could go watch the Masters at Chips and Ales. Great pub restaurant out there. Don't forget, the Beats and Bites Festival is back and back more than Texas. Texas still isn't back. Sam Ellinger lied, but Beats and Bites 2022 is back. Outdoor summer concert series. Night Ranger and Starship on May 28th. The first show out. Everclear with Sister Hazel and Deep Blue Something. Uh, That will be on June 18th. The Randy Rogers Band, July 9th, followed by a great fireworks show and Scotty McCreary on July 30th. Get your tickets online right now at Riverwind.com. Beats and Bites 2022, those tickets, only 5 bucks a piece. That is a bargain. With the great music, the great food trucks and vendors out there, you'll have a great time. Riverwind.com, get your tickets now. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Coming right back. Okay, welcome back. It is Thursday, opening day at Augusta, opening day in Major League Baseball. You've got uh, the Pirates at the Cardinals coming up at 315 today at Wrigley. The Cubs hosting a Milwaukee at 120. Guardians, formerly known as the Cleveland Indians, the Cleveland Guardians at Kansas City today at three ten tonight. Mets at the Nationals, Reds at Atlanta, Astros at the Angels, and Ryan playing at Arizona.
1: Why? Why have we become so bad at renaming franchises? The Guardians that just uh, that doesn't do it for me. No, it really. The doesn't. The Washington Commanders that's going to take years of getting used to. Am I the only one that's just, like, not impressed with either of those 2 rechristenings?
0: Yeah, I I didn't like either of the choices very much either. But uh, I see why the change is made. You know, I'm I'm all for that. But uh, I I think there could have been some—like I said, the Washington lobbyists would have been uh, better for me. (laughs) Of course. I don't know what else for Cleveland, but uh, the Guardians? Mm
1: -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you know what— since <laughs> since the new name has the same second half of the word as the old name, they only had to re-embroider half the jersey.
0: Maybe that's it. Maybe it was a cost-cutting measure. Who knows? Maybe that was it. So again, uh, the Red Sox and Yankees, their matchup at Yankee Stadium was postponed, so they will open up tomorrow. Uh, Seattle Minnesota was also postponed. The Rangers don't open up their season until tomorrow night at 6 o'clock at Toronto. So it'll be uh, Texas at Toronto tomorrow night to start the season. Uh, women saw last night. What else is new? The Sooner women won and won by a run rule playing small ball with the wind blowing in a little bit. Uh, they still were able to score nine runs and shut out Tulsa 9-zip to go to 33-0. 27-run rules. You have Bedlam baseball coming up this weekend. Uh, Friday night, O'Braid Stadium. The Cowboys hosting the Sooners at 6 o'clock. Then you have an 8 o'clock first pitch on Saturday and Sunday at 3 o'clock start uh, for that matchup. And the Thunder lost to the Utah Jazz 137-101 to last night in Salt Lake City. Jalen Hoard led the way with 23 points, 18 each for Isaiah Roby and uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, but Utah won by 36, and that's the way we like to see it happen: is uh, Utah winning that game last night? All right, Tigers got about a six, maybe about a five footer for par on the 10th hole. He is currently at even par after nine holes, playing the 10th. Hello, Neiman. Joaquin Neiman is leading it right now after a brilliant holdout of number 9, an eagle for Joaquin Neiman, who is at 3 under par to lead the way. Cameron Smith, uh, Charles Swartzel, Lee Westwood, a three-way tie. Actually, yeah, three-way tie for second at 2 under par, and then a big log jam at Tied for fifth, Lee Westwood, Brian Harmon, Harry Higgs, Danny Willett, Daniel Berger. Number one player in the world, Scotty Scheffler, Robert McIntyre, Takumi Kanaya, Corey Connors, Patrick Reed, and Lucas Herberts. All tied, uh, Sungjae J M also tied at five under par. And again, the Masters leaderboard updates. Brought to you by Blue Collar Drainage Solutions. It's springtime right now. Uh, The Masters getting underway lets us know that. Soon you'll be noticing standing water all around your yard, and most importantly, your foundation. That could be uh, in some trouble. Your home's foundation is very important, so you want to save it, right? Call Blue Collar Drainage Systems today. They're the experts in French drains in Oklahoma, 405-430-6828. All right. Uh do you want to do we have time to go to the Air Comfort Solutions text line? Yeah, you know what? Let's Got go. Got a couple ahead. minutes before we uh, I've been negligent. I'm sorry, people.
1: <laughs> One listener asks, "Parker, where is Josh Connerly committing tomorrow?" Not Oklahoma. Josh Connerly will be fighting on. Really? Yes. All right, I'm putting him on my enemies list. <laughs> write that down. And there goes any affinity that Steely had for Josh Connerly. Another listener says, I'm a Washington fan, and the name sucks. Thank you. Commanders? Really? Uh, there, were, there were a bunch of ideas that were thrown out from fans and from media members that I really, really liked. Red Tails would have been a great one. I'm trying to think. Honestly, honestly, just about anything would have the been a The Washington Insurrectionists. Oh, now that would have been controversial. you
0: you could have done that just as, like, uh, you could call it the Washington insurrection.
1: (laughs) Oh, another listener says, if Tiger starts playing bad, the limp will start. Yeah, we will see. That's an
0: old one right there that, you know, I, I think his knee surgeries and everything and his back surgeries, actually, those were performed, so I... I know that uh, that was a familiar cry back in the day, if you didn't like Tiger, that, yeah, wait, wait and see. Maybe, I look, I mean, I'm saying maybe he thought a couple times when he was limping around, you know what, maybe I shouldn't finish this. That's, that's possible, but the guy looks like, you remember the old, if you're as old as me, you probably remember the board game Operation. Yes. That's pretty much Tiger Woods. He could be the, uh, the new guy on the board game operation. We used to play that uh, in the fraternity house back in the day. You would take a shot. Uh, if you buzz the operation guy, you're trying to take out the wrenched ankle or the broken heart. Nah, so and then uh, you got m- very much more difficult to you, perform surgery after some tequila yeah, no shots. Doubt.
1: You you get a buzz and you get a buzz. So
0: the the operation game, believe me, that uh, that led to some people, uh, you know, being unconscious at times. Not oh me, but other people. All right, we got to get out of here for uh, our number one. We'll get back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line uh, again. That's 405-651-3439. Joaquin Neiman just made a bogey, so we have a four-way tie. Cameron Smith, Joaquin Neiman, Charles Schwartzel, Lee Westwood, all at two under par. Tiger, two shots back right now at Augusta. Stay with us. We've got another hour to go, and uh, Jesse Crintenden will join us at 135 right here. All right, we got you covered on uh, what's happening at Augusta opening day. Man, looks like a beautiful day out there at Augusta National. They had some overnight rain last night, and uh, but it still looks beautiful. Uh, tomorrow, they're gonna. Have, it's gonna be uh, a little more windy tomorrow if the weather holds. In fact, uh, when Tiger hits the course tomorrow, he might be looking at winds up to 20, maybe even 25 miles an hour. By the way, the number one player in the world just made a birdie on number nine. Scotty Scheffler, former Longhorn, who has won three of his last five starts, and just took over the number one uh, overall world golf ranking spot. Uh, you know, recently he just made a birdie on number nine, so he is now tied for the lead at the Augusta National Golf Club. We have a uh, we have a tie now with uh let's see, we've got Cameron Smith, Joaquin Neiman, Scotty Scheffler, Charles Schwartzel, uh Sung J M and Scotty Scheffler uh just joined the fray. So how
1: long ago was the Schwartzel one? Would that have been twenty eleven?
0: Eh, it was in that range, yeah. I'm so that bad with like... years
1: now, but God, it's hard for me to believe that was that long ago. Yeah,
0: Charles. You know anybody else named Charles?
1: I can't say that I do. No.
0: You know, sometimes people will say Charles Schwartzel. It is <laughs> Charles, of course. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a nice win for him back in the day. He was at the uh, champions' dinner. Hideki Matsuyama served sushi at the champions' dinner. And Bubba Watson said that it was really emotional because Hideki Matsuyama talked for three minutes in English, thanking everybody there. Uh, You know, said he was inspired by Tiger's 97 win to become a great professional golfer. It was his dream to win the Masters, and supposedly it was a really uh, cool speech, and he he did it in English. So Hideki Matsuyama, defending champion, been dealing with a neck injury. So, uh, again, we'll see. What happens with a decky. I'm looking at Tiger teeing it up right now on the 11th hole. They've moved uh, the tee box back 15 yards, and they've moved the tee box over to the left. So um, a lot of times you would see those trees and the pine straw coming to play on the right way down the fairway. Uh, but they they've widened it so there's really it's it there's a wider area to land your golf ball but it's a longer hole it's now 520 yards I believe it had been playing as a 505 yard hole since uh like around 2006 again Tiger threw 10 holes at even par he is two shots off the pace uh mistake at number eight with a wedge from about 100 110 yards that he left short um and made a six on number eight. That is probably the biggest bugaboo of the day for Tiger. He's played pretty solid. He's looked pretty good. I haven't seen him limp, limping noticeably. There's a little bit of hitch in his gait now uh, with that new leg. But overall, Tiger's uh, navigated around the course pretty impressively today, I would say. So uh, he'll have an opportunity coming up again at 13 and 15, certainly, to maybe get this around under par for the day. He was at uh, one under par uh, at one point until number eight. All right, Masters Leaderboard Updates brought to you again by Blue Collar Drainage Solutions. Do you notice standing water in your yard after storms have passed? It happens. Blue Collar Drainage Solutions, they're the experts in French drains in Oklahoma because when it rains, it drains. Give them a call, 405-430-6828, to learn more about Blue Collar Drainage Systems. All right, let's learn more about Sooner Spring football. Joe John Finley. Meeting with the media yesterday. These All these availabilities are awesome. I love it. It's so good. And uh, Joe John was asked about Jeff Levy's offense. And one of the things he likes about it, it is continually evolving.
2: Oh, there's always differences, man. That's what makes him so great. If you go back to look at his offenses in the beginning, you see different wrinkles every single every single every uh, every year. As far as being in the room with him, it's, it's just like going back with – with your best friend from from high school. You know, it's like you go back and it's, it's like you never skip, miss a beat. The, the passion that he has, the leadership that he brings to the offense, he improves with that too. You know, you can tell when, when the guys are, are listening to him, when he's talking, you know they're just a little bit more engaged. They're a little bit more bought in, and that's because he works at that. And and uh, again, he cares for his players so much. Every time we come off the field, you see him in the weight room. He's pulling somebody aside. Could be a receiver. Could be a left tackle. Could be a tight end. Could be a quarterback. You know, talking about things that aren't football. Talking about things that are football. Just again, the things that Coach Venables is preaching. Just doing everything right. You know, do everything right a little bit at a time, and then when it comes time to to play,
1: it's it's going to pay off for you. I love how similar Joe John Finley and Jeff Levy are. You know, both, like, big physically imposing dudes because they played football at a very high level. They both got that southern drawl, just super relaxed. They obviously worked together. Or I guess didn't work together, but they were together at Oklahoma when Levy was on staff as a student assistant and Finley was playing tight end. And then they worked together at Ole Miss previously as well. So when you hear Joe John Finley say, it's like, being with your best friend from high school when you're going in the film room with Jeff Lebby, I imagine that's, that's a pretty sincere evaluation of what Joe John Finley fears, feels just with how much time he has spent around Jeff Levy over the years.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Again, uh, Joe John Finley and Jeff Levy played at Oklahoma, as you said. Think about where Jeff Levy, at one point, remember the Jeff Levy controversy when he was spotted on the sidelines at OU. He must be spying for Baylor. And I remember Art Briles was even asked about it back in the day. He said, I apologize to Coach Stoops and everything. Uh, and then Jeff Levy ends up, you know, years later, becoming the uh, Oklahoma offensive coordinator. And Sooner fans were hoping – Once Muleshoe left for L.A., that Jeff Levy would be that guy with Brent Venables as the head coach, so they got their wish. All right, Wanye Morris. Last year was a preseason All-Big 12 offensive lineman. Highly recruited, started at Tennessee, and there's nothing you can say
1: about the first year other than disappointing. I'm curious if there has ever been a preseason All-Big 12 player that did not end up starting a game that season. Because that's what happened for Wanya Morris.
0: Yeah, that's crazy, right?
1: I I can't – I
0: don't know. Maybe there is one, but I'd be very surprised. So, Wanya Morris, uh, again, we'll see what's going to happen after a year in the system. But now a new offense to learn. Here's what Wanya Morris said about what's different with this new offensive system.
2: I know. All I can say for sure is it's a lot faster. It's a lot faster. <laughs> Coach Levy don't play. Yeah, yeah. We, we get on that ball. That's one thing we're gonna do is play fast tempo. How do you feel like you've adjusted to that? And and uh, you know, what what do you think about that that increased tempo? I mean, definitely gonna keep t- defense on their heels for sure. But uh, Coach Schmitty done a great job this whole spring getting us right for that tempo. So. Uh, I'm scared to see what we're going to look like in the summer.
0: <laughs> there you go. Wanye Morris, Tennessee transfer a year ago, but again did not make an impact on the O-line last year. And this is a kid who was highly recruited, highly thought of, and a lot of people thought, man, that guy penciled him in at left tackle last year for Oklahoma. It just did not pan out. So if Wanye Morris could live up to expectations, and maybe Bray Walker – the Oklahoma line really might be something special, but I, I don't know, wouldn't hold your breath, right?
1: I We've talked about Bray Walker before. I don't know what else to say about that dude. Like hey, Bill Biedenbo himself said back in the day, like Bray Walker was the type of dude that had first round NFL draft pick material, and that's what you expect from a guy that's a five star prospect. Mm-hmm. That's what five star means is that the expectation is that they will be a first-round draft pick in the NFL. Bray Walker's never started a game at OU in four seasons on campus, and he has seen playing time only in the most garbage time of situations. And that came amidst some <laughs> particular seasons, Brandon. Or not Brandon. Gosh, I don't know why I spaced so hard there. I'm I'm Mike. You I going? I know I. <laughs> it happens. Uh, I'm so sleep deprived. Last night, Brandon Drum and I were up recording the OU Insider Under the Visor podcast until the wee hours of the morning. So I might be still in that same frame of mind. But regardless, Bray Walker has just like, like, and here's the thing about it. Oftentimes, when you see a five-star prospect flame out the way that Bray Walker has at this point, I think we can render that judgment. He's flamed out. If you see him crack the starting lineup and he sees the field in any meaningful capacity over his last two years in Norman, it's going to be a surprise at this point. But normally when you see a five-star prospect flame out, it's because something happened off the field. There was something that took away from their focus or their determination or just something that got in the way of their development as a football player. That hasn't been the case for Bray Walker. I mean, we haven't heard, we've never heard anything to suggest that Bray Walker has an off-field issue or that he's struggling in the classroom, any of that. But yet here we are, and he's going on year five in an Oklahoma uniform and just has not been good. Like, in the most simple terms, he has not been good.
0: Now, I'm trying to think, who would be on the Rushmore, the OU Mount Rushmore of five-star flameouts? Bray Walker's on there? I mean, at least I mean, recently. Yeah, Bray,
1: Bray Walker is the George Washington And that group. what about Jeremy Calhoun? Ah, uh, yes, definitely.
0: Uh, are we leaving Buki?
1: No, Buki wasn't a five-star.
0: I thought Buki was a five-star I in think at circles. one point
1: he was, but okay. by the end of the but cycle, he was
0: not a afford. consensus five-star then. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, Caleb Kelly? I mean, Caleb Kelly did some things, though.
1: Yeah, I, I, I do not regard Caleb Kelly as a flameout. I don't either. He played very good football when he was healthy. Yeah, there's I, nothing you can do about tearing your ACL No, you're times. right.
0: You're right. Absolutely right. So, you know, but, you know, there's so many expectations on five stars. And uh, Caleb Kelly, beloved by the Sooner Nation. Trey
1: Matoir? Said.
0: Trey Matoir, yes. Trey Matoir, yes. That's one. Uh, I'm sure the text line will help us out. We can create the roster. Doriel five... Green
1: Beckham. I know he didn't sign with. Yeah, Oklahoma, but... because
0: DGB was kind of that. Yeah, you you don't really unless you recruit them. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I don't know. Let's ask the text line to help us out there. I mean, you could go way back. You might say, you might say that. Marcus Dupree was that guy, right? I mean, he was the number one player in that class. Marcus Dupree, I still say the most talented player to ever set foot on the OU campus, in my opinion, with potential. And again, he lived up to that potential early on, uh, and then eventually ended up leaving OU. Obviously went to Southern Miss, wound up in the USFL, but uh, man, Marcus was unbelievable. All right, Tiger shot into 11, leaves it a little short of the green, but have a a lot of green to work with to get it up and down. Man, I was just looking at the 11th hole in a minute. Remember, they moved the tees left on 11, uh, and they moved the tees back about 15 yards, and it looks like a wide-open fairway there, and it never used to look that way uh, on the tee shot. You had to work the ball a little bit, but uh, Tiger left it a little bit short. He'll have to get up and down for par. Uh, I don't know, degree of difficulty looks like about a 6 out of 10 on that one. And uh, he's been good with par saves so far today. All right, we got a break right here. Uh, Help us out. Air Comfort Solutions Text Line, five-star Sooner Flameouts. We're trying to get the Mount Rushmore put together, and then we'll go make our own Mount Rushmore over at Mount Scott. Mount Scott Moore. I'll get the jackhammer. No, I'll hire somebody to do that because I would fall. There's no doubt. But help us out. 405-651-3439 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. It is Thursday. Mike Steely, along with Parker Thune, Steelman and Thune here on the Ref Radio Network. Our second hour presented by the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Exit 72 for a great deal on a vehicle from the Seth Wadley Auto Group and that tremendous guarantee. Oil changes engines for life on new or used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. Right before we go to the text line, Masters Leaderboard Update sponsored by Blue Collar Drainage Solutions. It's springtime. Soon you're going to find some standing water around your yard and that's not good that could harm your foundation. You need to give Blue Collar Drainage Solutions a call today to the experts in French Drains in Oklahoma, 405 430 6828. That's 405 430 6828. Tiger has about a five footer for par on number 11 coming up. He is currently three shots off the lead at Augusta. Your leader is Sung J M of Korea. Uh, he's birdied his first three holes. That's pretty impressive. Very impressive. Uh, Jason Kokrak. Danny Willett, Cameron Smith, Joaquin Neiman, Scotty Scheffler, Charles Schwartzel, all tied for second in a big log jam at eight. Abraham Answer, former Oklahoma Sooner. Abraham Answer birdied the first hole. He's currently on the second hole right now. Yeah, he's That's,
1: on pace to be 18 under this it, round is, is what that means. It
0: could be. There's always on pace guy out there on social media somewhere. But Abe Answer, one is not a birdie hole. Uh, and to get. Get that one for Abraham Answer is like stealing right there. So uh, tied for eighth, Harry Higgs, Daniel Berger, Eric Van Royen, uh, Robert McIntyre, Takumi Kanaya, Lee Westwood, Corey Connors, Lucas Herbert, Webb Simpson, Harold Varner, Tyrrell Hatton, Sam Burns, and Abraham Answer. Taylor Gooch is at even par. At one point, he had the lead. Tiger is at even par on uh, playing the 11th hole now. Just uh, got to amen corner. Uh, I'm trying to see some other big names as I scroll down here. Bubba's even par. Patrick Reed's even par. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau is plus one. Colin Morikawa, plus one. Bogie's first hole. Uh, Zach Johnson, Ryder Cup captain, former Masters champion, uh, is at two over. Justin Thomas, two over through 10. That's a disappointment for him so far. A lot of people picking JT. Freddie is at plus three. And he finished his round. He was in uh, one of the first groups out today. So, Freddie Couples, a first round 75 today for Freddie. Uh, and Tommy Fleetwood, plus five. That's a disappointment. Francesco Molinari, plus six. Finished his round. So, uh, Matthew Wolf, by the way, former Oklahoma State Cowboy, plus eight through 14. He is in DFL. Dead freaking last. Not good Oof. for Matthew Wolf. Plus eight. Uh, Through 14, so not a good Masters there. You think you, think you could shoot there.
1: plus 8 through 14 at the Masters? No. No chance.
0: <laughs> no chance. No. With those tees, like where they are, no. I would shoot 125. Really? Uh, With the tees and the pins where they are at Augusta tournament conditions. I, I
1: like, I. like. That's one of the things I'd legitimately be curious to know if just like somebody like me or you, an average everyday golfer... Not bad at the game, but by no means a professional. Could go out there to Augusta, play from the tips, and break 100.
0: Here's the deal. You probably could, I bet, because I just can't hit it far anymore. And off the tee, I'm horrible, man. Anything over uh, like a 7-iron, longer irons, I am not good anymore. Uh never was great but I'm really bad now and my driver I you know, I have no swing speed. I think my swing speed would be about the same speed you can go in a school zone, about 25 miles an hour. <laughs> and that's about it. So I can't get it out there at all. And uh I've developed this habit of hitting these tee shots to the moon that go like 120 yards recently it's just not been good. So uh Short game and putting still pretty good, but when you get to the green and like uh, par five, I would probably be there in five. That's not good. Okay, Tiger's got a big par putt on number eleven right here. Hang on, this to stay at even par. Yes. All right, so Tiger stays even par. Uh, has made a lot of big par putts today, no doubt about I it. I need
1: your best Ben Wright impression next time.
0: Yes, sir. He had the original yes, sir, on number 13 back in the day. Ben Wright, before Burn made his call on, or on number 15, before Burn had the call on 17, and Jack's 86 win. All right, let's get to the Air Comfort Solutions tax line. We need some help. The uh,
1: The Mount Rushmore of Sooner five-star flame outs. Oh, we got some good ones. We got some really good ones. Rep Bomar, obviously a lot of people saying Rhett Bomar. Uh, Brent Rawls. Brent Rawls kind of goes forgotten. I didn't realize he was a five-star. Same with Mo Dampier. Those two have been mentioned a lot on the text line. I guess I didn't realize those two were five-star prospects. I knew they were highly regarded. I didn't know they were five stars. Brent Rawls
0: had an arm. It wasn't about arm strength. It was about maybe choices. did he like fall off a truck or something? He did. I think it was Dusty driving the truck back in the day. Wilder days. (laughs) Wilder days. But, yes, Brent Rawls uh RJ Washington Stephen good all right
1: uh rep Bomar yes um Trajan bridges I he doesn't count for me he was a four star uh in both the 24 7 sports internal rankings and the 24 7 sports composite so he was up there uh I don't think any recruiting service had him as a five star though I think he was just one of the top wideouts in the country.
0: Uh, Moe Dampier, who became the greatest towel waver in the history of Oklahoma football. That's what I remember about Mo Dampier was him waving the towel in that OULSU national championship game, uh, at the Superdome.
1: Okay. Uh, Marcus Walker, Marcus Walker, of course, had the pick six Fiesta Yes. It looked like it was going to be the game winner.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, he picked up uh, Jared Zabransky, and you thought, oh, the Sooners are going to escape here. There it is. And then all the celebration died in sorrow. Ian Johnson, Jared we, we, not we,
1: we, 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 we don't talk about what happened after that, mm. Mike. We're not going to talk about it. I was going to say Marcus Walker had the pick six that looked like it was going to be the game-winner. We don't have to go into any of the details of what transpired thereafter.
0: By the way, don't use the term hook and ladder. Barry Switzer gets very angry and he's right. Where well where's the damn ladder come from? You know? <laughs> it's a hook and lateral. Yeah, how did the ladder get involved?
1: I have no idea. I mean, Somebody probably just, just misheard it yeah, and it got repeated as jargon. Uh obviously, Trey Matuire. Is being mentioned a lot yeah. as well on the air comfort solutions, San, line.
0: San Antonio for Trey McTwire, if I remember right.
1: Yes, uh, Tiny Gallon, somebody brought basketball. Tiny into it. Gallon,
0: what a name that was! Such a great nickname, too. Keith Tiny Gallon, so good, so very good. But, um, yeah, the hook and lateral, which is the proper way to call that play. But can you imagine, like? You know, you've got to, first of all, you've got to complete the pass to the dude, and then somebody's got to run out with a ladder, I guess, set the ladder down, and then you, I guess you pitch it from the ladder if it was truly the hook and ladder. But, yes, I just remember Coach Switzer's, hell, damn
1: hook and ladder, we were in that all the time. Hell, how did the damn ladder get in there? You know. Somebody mentioned Brandon Williams on the text line. He gets forgotten, He's one of those ones that kind of falls into the same category as um, as Brent Rawls and Mo Dampier, whereas you don't really remember that. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it's kind of hard to remember that Brandon Williams was ever at Oklahoma because he was recruited as a running back at OU. Yeah. Ended he, up transferring to A&M. and m yeah. And he's in the NFL right now as a defensive back. So he had to switch sides of the football. And he had to transfer to really realize his full potential. Keith but, Ford
0: wasn't a five star, was he? He was a four star? Keith Ford. Ooh, ooh, Keith Ford might actually have
1: been a five star, Mike. We'd have to go ahead yeah, and Google I, it okay, up. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna check into that right now because he actually may have been. I think you could be right. And he ended up at A M. That's right, he did. Okay. Let's find out right now. Was Keith Ford a five star? He was. He was a five star, t- number 25 overall prospect in the class of 2013. Wow. How about that?
0: All right, we are underway at Augusta, opening day, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, all of our master's updates brought to you by Blue Collar Drainage Solutions. Call in today and install those French drains because spring rain is coming. You don't want that standing water in your uh, backyard. 405-430-6828. We now have a two-way tie atop the leaderboard. Cameron Smith, Sung J.M. and Aussie, and – A South Korean. And uh, Tiger is three shots off the lead. Safely got on the green on number 12 and currently at even par on the days. Played pretty well overall today, Tiger, and looking pretty good out there. All right, we'll break, come back. Jesse Crittenden, the sports editor for the Norman Transcript, joins us on the law offices of Rod Polston, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line next. All right, welcome back, Thursday edition. Steelman and Thune here on the Ref Radio Network. Thanks for joining us today. We'll get back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line here in just a bit. We've got Jesse Crittenden uh, joining us from the Norman Transcript. Here in just a second, on the law offices of Rod Polson, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line, here comes Abraham Answer. The former Sooner from Mexico has birdied the second hole, to par five. He's only one shot off the lead. Abraham Anser in a tie for third with Joaquin Neiman, Scotty Scheffler, Charles Swartzel, and Billy Horschel atop the leaderboard now. We have a two-way tie, Cameron Smith from Australia, Sung J M from Korea, And then a tie for third again with – it's Jason Kokrak, Danny Willett, Daniel Berger, Joaquin Neiman, Scotty Scheffler, Charles Schwartzel, Billy Horschel, and Abraham Answer. So, so far, Abraham Answer two holes, two birdies for the – Former Oklahoma Sooner, a great start for Abraham. Answer not the longest hitter, but his short game and putting impeccable, and he has contended before at Augusta. We'll see maybe if uh, he could surprise and win a green jacket. That would be very nice. Okay, let's get to our man Jesse Crittenden from the Norman Transcript. You've been uh, at the media sessions, watching practice, uh, hearing from the coaches and players. Uh, give me three words that would you would use to describe what you've seen from the Sooner uh, Spring practices, descriptive words of what you've seen so far or heard from the players or coaches?
3: Yeah, I think the first one, I think the first word I think of is intensity. I mean, I, that's been a word that's used, that, that's been used by, you know, multiple players, uh, multiple coaches, and you can see it uh, when you're out, you know, out on the practice field. Uh, I mean, these, I mean, it all starts with Brent Venables on it, obviously, but I mean, he, he's, he's such an intense guy. He's so focused. He's so energetic. And I, and I think that's really rubbed off on the players. And, and I think, and I think, you know, their practice last Friday was a, was a big example of that. I mean, there's, there's just no lulls anywhere, you know, on this team or anywhere in practice. So, I mean, I think that's the first word that, that stands out to me and, and, um, Second would be, I mean, it's it's detail oriented. I, I think that's a term I, I've heard several times, and, and you can, I mean, you can, you can see it with each position group. Uh, that, that's really been the word that's been this, that's been used to describe uh, J. by by the cornerbacks, uh, especially a guy that that's, um that has that DB experience, at coaching and playing. Uh, but it, but it's such a detail oriented i mean it, obviously they're learning a new offense and a new defense a new system learning each other as coaches and players but um that's been another thing that stood out to me and and third is it's it's fast paced um I, I think that would be another word it, it's not just fast you know by learning jeff levy's offense which has been the main thing that all the offensive players have said is just how fast it is but the coaches have talked about i mean they're throwing a lot on these players um, very quickly and, and obviously that comes from how fast or you know how smart the coaches think these players are but I mean they're, they're trying to do a lot in a short period of time so it's really fast um, it's really intense and energetic and, and I think it's really detail-oriented.
1: All right Jesse I'm going to put you on the spot here you occupy Brent Venable's office right now and you have to elect your team captains for the 2022 season you get two on offense two on defense. Who are those guys that display the type of leadership at this point in time that you think warrants selection as your team captains?
3: Ooh, man, that that's tough. Um, cause I, I, I really think a lot of these guys stand out. But, uh, great question. I, I think Dylan Gabriel uh, is the easiest answer. Not just because he's quarterback, but um, that so many of these players have talked about how quickly Dylan Gabriel came in and, and kind of established himself as a leader, and, and that was Dylan Gabriel's mindset too—to um, to come in and, and and establish himself as a leader. So I know he's a first-year guy, but all but all signs point to him, I think, being a uh, a worthy team leader. I think the second one on offense, it's tough, but I really think it's got to be someone like Braden Willis. Um, a a fifth-year guy that uh, you know has been around the program for, for such a long time, and you know he's made he's made a few plays on the field here and there, but I, I, he's he's on, he's kind of taken the Jeremiah Hall role in some ways. He's really leading that tight end group. He's a leader on that offense. Um, a guy that you know that, that coaches and players talk about, you know, setting the tone every day. So I think I think Braden Willis and Dylan Gabriel would be um, two guys on offense. And then on defense, I think I think Deshaun White again is another guy that uh, you know a linebacker, a guy that's been around the program for a long time, entering his fifth year. Um, I think Des- I think Deshaun White's a good one. And man, second defensive guy, that's tough. Um, that's a good question, man. Um, I don't, I don't, man. You really put me on the spot. It's so tough to go through this <laughs> list of guys. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Obviously, you got you got a couple
1: guys in those in that room that have been there a while. Justin Broyles, the lone 60-year yeah. senior, I believe, on the defensive side of the ball. But obviously, linebacker, like you mentioned with Deshaun White, generally the position that you look to that, and typically safety as the positions that most stand out on defense in terms of leadership.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and Justin Broyles is a is a, is a really good uh guy to name like there there are those guys that are on the program that obviously you know can make some plays on the field and things but they, they almost have a bigger impact just because of how wrong how long they've been around the program and, and 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 the consistency they bring so yeah i think that's um i think that's a good name it wouldn't surprise me if, if he's the guy that's picked
0: jesse crittenden our guest norman transcripts sports editor anything that you've heard like from the players Uh, that has caught your attention, like, hmm, that's interesting. Or a lot of times it's, uh, you know, we're we're very thankful for all the availabilities now, especially you guys, you're over there all the time. But has there been anything that uh, really interested you that you heard from the players that maybe you didn't know or surprised you a little bit?
3: Yeah, there's a couple of things. I think the first one is, I mean, multiple players have talked about having accountability groups. Um, that's definitely a new term this year. It seems like the coaches really came in, and and obviously it's all going to come from from Brent Venables, who who's managing everything. But he's really challenged the, the older players on the team in each position group, um, you know, to kind of set up leadership groups that are really focused on accountability. I, I think, you know, just looking at differences from last year to this year, I mean, multiple players have talked about. I mean, of course, there's accountability from the coaches, but there's more accountability. Um, from the players, and it goes across position groups. It's not just the wide receivers holding the, the receivers accountable, running backs holding running backs accountable. I mean, it's, it's it's across positions on offense and defense. So I think that seems something that was intentional by Brent Venables to come in and, and obviously establish a culture, um, but, but also put more on these players to really set the tone every day. And, and I think the players have really responded to that. I think they feel like they have more of a role – uh, not just on the offense defense but they have a more they have more of a role in setting the tone every day and, and I think the second thing to expand on something I said a little bit earlier is obviously the talk on offense has been um, the the increased tempo in Jeff levy's offense but I think the interesting thing is the effect that's had on the defense I mean that several of these defensive guys have talked about how the the faster pace of the offense is is forcing them to, to get faster it's adjusting them to to speed up and be more prepared so I I don't it it maybe it's intentional I don't know but I think we could see this this quicker offense lead to a a faster defense as well
1: Jesse your thoughts on the Justin Harrington situation obviously a guy that signed with Oklahoma as a four-star prospect out of junior college in the class of 2020 was with the team for a season and a half then hit the transfer portal and had nowhere to go, as it would turn out. Ended up right back at OU, this time as a walk-on and is going to have to earn his keep in that Sooner secondary now, having been stripped of his jersey number, stripped of his scholarship. Uh, what, do you, what are your thoughts on whether or not Justin Harrington can work his way back into competition for snaps?
3: That's Yeah, absolutely. I think that was something that, that definitely raised some, some eyebrows, just him being back. But I think... I do think it's. I think it speaks to just. Uh, I mean, you know, getting him a second chance, but he's going to have to earn it. And I think putting him as a walk-on, I think. I think that's. I think that's an intentional show that, um, you know, it's it's forcing him to. I mean, if he wants to be on this team, to really work. I mean, he's going to have to work hard, and, and maybe. I mean, probably harder than than just about anybody else as a walk-on um, with his past with the team. Um, I mean he's I mean it's kind of an interesting situation but I think I think it's it's pretty much all positive or it's it, it's it's a it's a high reward low risk thing in the sense that you know you put him as a walk-on and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out or he 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 works his tail off and and gets back in good graces with the team so I mean I think he's got a really really long way to go um I mean I mean I mean we're all I mean second chances are great and everything like that but I mean it's hard to erase the past, and I think he knows that, and he's going to have to work super hard. So I think he's got a long road back. But if, if he works hard enough to, to really cement his uh, another spot on the team, that would go to show me that not only has he worked hard, but that I mean the the, the team sees something in him in, in a way that maybe he can contribute on the field.
0: Jesse, great stuff. We'll talk again soon. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Jesse Crittenden, the Norman Transcript Sports Editor. He does a nice job on the radio, doesn't he? He does. Pretty good. I think we found us a star is what I think. By the way, Tiger second into the 13th. And, oh, he'll have an eagle putt from about 15 feet. That is looking Uh-oh. like a birdie. Tiger is even through 12 and to hit a, a nice drive, nice second Watch shot into it. 13. Watch him eagle it. It's about. It looks like it's about a 12, 14 foot eagle putts. But uh, y- you know he should be able to at least two putt this and get his birdie and go to uh, the fourteenth tee at one under par. By the way, uh, right now we have a three way tie atop the leaderboard. Danny Willett, former Masters champion, Cameron Smith, one of the top players in the world right now, and uh, who's been really good at Augusta. He was one of my picks. People asked me, uh, somebody asked me, not people, uh, who did you pick, Steely? And I went with John Rahm, Cameron Smith second, Brooks Koepka uh, third, and then uh, a Dark Horse, which we always say a player outside the top 25, and I went with Kevin Kisner. So Cameron Smith at 300 par, Sung J.M. at 300 par, and Abraham answer did bogey the third hole, Abraham answer bogeyed the third, so the former Sooner drops a shot. He is at one under
1: par in Dang. a tie for 11th. So now so, he's only on pace for a 66.
0: He's playing well, man. You're going to have some ups and downs out there. you got to navigate them. Uh, that's why Tiger has been so great. Not only is he had the greatest swing and the, you know, the greatest iron play, uh, Jack's certainly there, Johnny Miller's certainly there, greatest putter, all of that, but also he can always grind and handle mistakes out there. That's why he's won. Fifteen majors. All right. Can you imagine if he wins at Augusta and takes his sixteenth, and finally breaks that tie with Sam Snead for the most PGA Tour career victories? Oh man, that would set off a Sunday celebration. I might stay up till ten p.m. or so. Yeah, you might. You might not come into work next week, Steely. That may be the case. All right, we got one more segment to go. We'll head to the Air Comfort Solutions text line next. Mike Steely, Parker Thune, Steelman and Thune. Well past noon. Don't forget, we've got Locked In coming up with Parker and Tyler McComas here in about 15 minutes. Keep it here on The Ref. All right, one last segment for us before Locked In comes in at the top of the hour with Parker and Tyler McComas here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Tiger left the eagle putts about an inch short, and it was dead center. But he did make the birdie, oh, so he's so, one okay. under par.
1: Well, Back to one under. Yeah, Can he live had, with that. Yeah, Can one live under par.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Still got a, a birdie hole coming up, uh, 15, obviously. So... Uh, we'll see, but overall, you know, I, I don't notice a noticeable limp from Tiger. There's a little bit of change to his gait, but it doesn't look like he's, you know, like hop along Cassidy or long John Silver out there hobbling around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he looks, I mean, you, you, basically, if you didn't know that he had that unbelievably horrific collision, uh, or wreck, it really wasn't a collision, uh, but you wouldn't, probably wouldn't notice it. I mean, he looks good out there, man. He looks good. And, uh, you know, he's had a couple mistakes, but he's had some big saves, and uh, he's at one under par. By the way, our friends at Riverwind Casino for April go out there and master the game of blackjack. And they have a great promotion for you, the 10K April Fool's Play, where you can win your share of $10,000 in chips and, and, uh, also they've got some bonus play to give away as well from now until April 22nd. Those playing blackjack during that qualifying time period until April 22nd are going to have a chance to receive $50 in chips for hitting a six card hand without busting. They what does that mean? That means you get, you play blackjack, you get six cards and you're below 21.
1: If you okay. don't bust, yeah, you're good. I've never played blackjack, yeah. so...
0: So again, the jargon doesn't register. Six cards without, uh, you know, going over twenty-one, then uh, you're gonna win fifty dollars in chips. That's now through April twenty-second, and then on April twenty-third, any remaining prize amounts will be given away in random hot seat drawings every thirty minutes, starting at seven p.m. at Riverwind Casino. Simply the best. That was the first drive from Tiger. I just saw on fourteen where it looked like the leg gave him an issue. He kind of reached back. Huh. Uh, took a pretty big swing at that and drove it left on 14. A little bit of a grimace. He doesn't look like – I mean, he looks – yeah, he's grimacing a little bit, but it's not one of those I'm about to give up the round or anything. He looks fine now, but obviously that one uh, was was not – a good one from Tiger on the 14th tee as he drove it left a little bit but he's been you know he's gotten out of, out of uh, jail a couple times today gotten out of trouble a couple times today and made par so we'll see just made the birdie on 13 to go to one under at Augusta and by the way we want to thank again for our leaderboard updates uh blue collar drainage solutions they're the experts in french drains in Oklahoma 405 430 6828 405 430 uh, do we have time to get a couple
1: texts in? What do you want to do to close it out? Yeah, let's see if we if we got anything interesting on the text line. Jeremy Calhoun, uh, we mentioned him earlier. Nobody had brought him up on the text line, though, yeah, until we now. Yeah, did, we
0: did mention him earlier. Yeah. Uh,
1: Malcolm Kelly, was he a five-star? I don't, I don't recall, but Malcolm Kelly wasn't a flame-out in any no, he capacity, I would say. he had a, I he had a good,
0: uh, solid career.
1: Uh, my Ben Wright comment led to some... Ben Wright discussion on the air comfort solutions text line. <laughs> ben Wright. Ben Wright always referred to Oklahoma State's Willie Wood as We Willie Wood.
0: Uh, yes, he did. Ben Wright, man, he went down. You know, didn't work out very well for Ben Wright in the end. He just passed away. By the way, um, um, August last,
1: 2021.
0: Yeah, August of 2021. But I loved. Uh, they sent out a masters brochure one year where it was kind of like a guide to the broadcast to the media. And uh, Ben Wright did the write-up for, I think it was like the 14th hole or something like that. And the first sentence was, this drive paints a picture of unbridled violence. (laughs) Now, that's the way to start a paragraph right there. That was Ben Wright. What a classic. All right, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. We got Tyler McComas joining Parker next for Locked In. Have a great Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. Take care.